Broadcasting live worldwide. Hello, Vinny. How you doing, bruv? I'm good, man. I'm good. I had a rough patch, man. 2020 was hard on me. I left my girl in December and I was homeless for like nine months. Okay. Because of COVID and shit, you know? Yeah, COVID. COVID's raging all around the world, isn't it? Yeah, and like, uh, well, when you break up, like, uh, it costs money and stuff, so my credit went down. Right. And uh, I couldn't find a place to live because of my credit score. And then I couldn't find a place to visit because of COVID. But my son got deployed uh, because he's military and he lent me his apartment. And I found this place. So I got a place to live now since August. So I've been getting back on my feet. Um, really, really good, actually. Now. Good. I'm glad to hear I it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing good, man. That's... So you have a podcast you wanna and you wanna do um how does this work? Well the podcast is at SoundClick. Um it's called Sincere Webcast. There's also a Facebook asset for it. But um basically because you're a SoundClick artist for the hip hop general, I wanted to just record this conversation as like an interview for the podcast so that I could feature you at Sincere Webcast at SoundClip as like a featured artist. Okay, that's pretty cool. All right, cool. I'm just looking at your page okay. at SoundClip at the moment. Man, you've been there since like February 2005. Already? Wow. Yeah, it's a long time, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's been a long venture. I think that's roughly when uh, me and you started talking. That's right, yeah, because we were chatting via MSN. Yeah, back then, yeah. Yeah. So what happened is in my venture earlier is that um, there was this thing called mp3.com. Right. And I had an interview with Butcher T on the radio down here, and I ended up in the battle of new tracks, and ended up winning and yeah, man, rotation and all. So um, I had a buzz going on, and I wasn't really ready to supply the demand for that buzz. I had to get a website. I had to get a bunch of shit. And there was a site called mp3.com where you could actually sell downloaded songs. And I was like, well, that's pretty cool. So I signed up, I get the platinum thingy, and I get a letter, a letter in my email saying that they sold their shares to download.com, who's going to be giving away all the material for free. Right. So I said, oh, that sucks. That's not what they said on the front page. Yeah, right. So I, I figured I wanted to make an alternative to that. I didn't know one thing about coding, so I had to find out people on the net and 
Right? I didn't know nothing, man. I was on the streets and I had to become a geek. And slowly but surely, I started learning about coding and well, I reached out to a lot of people on the internet. Man, you taught me a few things about coding and that. Yeah. Back in the day, you showed, showed me yeah. quite a few things with the HTML and that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, two of my good friends became website uh, coders too. Uh, I lost one of my engineers. Right. I lost one of my sound engineers to coding. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool. I don't got to build websites no more. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, you got quite advanced because you, you, you started doing the PHP thing before loads of people, before loads of people on the internet were doing PHP. You were doing it. Yeah, it was um, hours and hours of coffee, man. Um, yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> late nights. And ounces and ounces of weed, too. Yeah. Like, like, I didn't even have a, I didn't even have a high school degree, man. Right. I just like, Spent all this time learning and learning and learning on the web till I fell asleep. I remember because you were just my goal was in. Go ahead. I just say I remember because you showed me that you could just like, you could turn a website into a notepad, and you would basically extract yeah. all the code from the notepads and yeah. learn what did what code did what. Exactly, that's how I taught myself. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I have a witness. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how I, but I got lucky. I, I got a, um, I, I don't know what my IQ is, but I learned fast. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, um, I picked up a lot of like useless knowledge to a musician. <laughs> it was actually useful to anybody that wants to start a business, you know? Right. Uh, and, um, I really got to a point where I missed being an artist. I was wearing all the hats, you know, for Trinity Records. I had to be the owner. Right. I had to be the booking agent. I had to be the manager of Vinnie Rebel. I had to be the publicist. I had to be everything. Yeah, right. You know, Nightmare. And, uh, That's... And I, tried, I came to a point where I was trying to be Vinnie Rebel because I was being everything but. Yeah, you're overcommitted, aren't you? You get overcommitted in the dedication to. And you had a lot of artists as well on Trinity, didn't you? Can you tell people what Trinity Records is all about? Okay, man, very young. Uh, I'm one of the first white rappers in America. And I come from a place where, like, uh, black people were fed up of white racists and. No, you can't blame them. And in my area where I grew up, um, when I went to school, I was minority. They were trying to tell me about visible minority, but there's like 50 white kids in my school. Right. And yeah, everybody else was an immigrant. So I had to deal with secondhand racism all my life. You know, I call it secondhand racism is that people that had to deal with racism and they don't trust white people and they don't, they don't realize they're being racist. 
they're just protecting themselves, right? Right. So uh, I was trying to rap, man. I, I, to me, that was my culture. Didn't, but white people didn't want a white rapper doing black people stuff. Mm. Black people neither. Yeah. <laughs> I remember once I was at Sony's and they gave some lame excuse. They said they would really sign me, but it would be 65% of everything. Right. And I write, and I said, well, you didn't tell me um, I'm good. I'm really asking If you don't want to take that risk, then I am making one of the record label. And you walk in. And... Little did I know, eventually I would call it Chin Records, but before that, and Chin Records. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on, Vinny, you're breaking up a bit. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. So, said that little did I know, we call it Chin Records, but before and I thought that could nothing could be a better name because what would represent me better, what would live forever if I died would be my music. Right. Only that could communicate between me and God and my son. Right. So uh, and. I set out to put out my own album and be my own label and have my own freedom to do whatever. I never did it for money. Um, I just wanted to do it, you know? And your own label and, is uh, Trinity Records. Give me the chance to it? be. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And at Trinity Records, we was about, we were purists. So the guys that I helped out, they had that focus, the same vision. They wasn't trying to get rich with with music or whatever. They was just trying, you know, beating most of their bullshit and being paid for the right studio. Montreal is it's not a rich city for rap music. What, Montreal and, and Canada so is not? It's because you love it. Right. Yeah, we, there's a lot of, there's a big culture here, but the money's not there. Yeah. So if you if you rap out here, you, you're doing it because you love it. You're not trying to, like, a, you know, sell records. or right. You can't be selling out because there's nothing to sell out to. Yeah, right. You know? Um, and uh, so the idea was to create locally and hopefully um, expand globally. Right. You the devil and white powder, like white power, I was made by a man. I'm free, lust, jealousy, envy, I'm self-destruction, I'm free, lust, 
jealousy, envy. The name is corruption. Love is my enemy. Money that you spent, money that you need to get by every day. Money that you say, nowadays everything is on credit. The money that you want, ain't gonna get it. Like the Queen of England, she was born to be pimp. Along with ministers and other dead presidents, I'm the root of all evil. I was made by man. I decide what is legal. I represent the people. I'm free, lost. Jealousy and beef, I'm self-destruction. Destruction, I'm free. Lust, jealousy and beef. The name is corruption. Love is in the name of The wait is over. Over. Yeah, I was um, I was getting into trouble sometimes, you know, because you need money to do certain things. And mm. So the last time was a uh, last time cost me a lot. Right. <laughs> and um, yeah, I've been slow for a minute. But um, uh, found a job, right. and I managed to get my life together. And slowly, surely, uh, getting my shit uh, on track, yeah. able to buy me a new studio soon. Okay, and uh, sounds good. I got my I got my distro kid set up so I could sign five artists. Okay. So hopefully, uh, be putting stuff out soon. I'm considering putting a barcode with Spotify and everybody else on my EP. Okay. Finally, making it accessible, but uh, I still have some decisions to make whether I want to worry about the algorithms or just do my thing. Right. You know, algorithms can really suck suck at times can't they yeah because my friend Coops he's um, he's doing good with the algorithms he is oh, he that's good if I put out my old shit uh, he's uh, that the algorithms I would recognize that it's old and yeah I basically shoot myself in the foot okay but uh, uh, right now I'm living off of construction man pardon me yeah I'm really loving it um, I get to go to work uh, I do 40 hours a week not a hundred Right. You know? And I get paid whatever uh in any job because it's construction. Uh to even think about like asshole the rest of the Yeah. I've been legit man and it's working for me. Uh, yeah. Um and that long time ago I thought it went to Right. You know. Uh so on this other parody concept of uh, hard knock life. Hard knock life, yeah. It's called the box. <laughs> yeah, it's called lunchbox life. <laughs> lunchbox life. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, if you're a real man, yeah, with the date. Uh, I always uh, keeping real when I was. Uh, she wasn't keeping real. So I understand. I always wanted to move the people that you like. Right. From other areas. Like one day. And my second piece called me is basically about that. It's about, uh, you know, coming with a gun and some 
And if I could do it, then, you know, if you tag along, maybe you could do it too. Yeah, right. And so, uh, yeah, man, this little body project is probably going to give me a, a snap. You still have it, eh? I'm there after you answered your question. I'm <laughs> sorry. What was it? Yeah, you asked me an opportunity where I was going. Yeah. In this pet, so. Right. I'm still looking at your sound clip. You've only got the six songs there, haven't you? Yeah. Um, you know, like the songs that we got on the web, uh, the, the register. Yeah. Can so I know the royalties from that. I know you got loads of songs. You actually got like a quite a big catalogue, haven't you? Really, of material that you have done in the past. Uh, and the guys that you used yeah. to have working with you, some of the some of the lads, some of the cats that you had rapping with you as well, in Trin on Trinity Records. Yeah. And you rap in French as Charles, well, don't you? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, because you rap in and, Canadian uh, French as well, don't you? As well as English. I'm an English rapper, but I, yeah, yeah. Uh, I speak French, so I know them all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking I at your song. Rap French, called uh, called the uh, Montreal in French. Right. And I ended up the touring Quebec with it. All of so. Yeah. That was weird. Uh, was it? I didn't try and like uh, that market that song or whatever. I just put it on the website, and all of a sudden, everybody had it. Yeah. And uh, cool. <laughs> cool. I get to do shows with people that that shit on their tapes and stuff, and say, "Cool, man!" And I go around the bus with that. Right. Experience, man. It taught me a lesson to tap into every market. Right. You know, like, my favorite tune of yours is the Elements of Corruption. That's like, like, such a big tune. That's a classic Vinnie Rebel tune for me. I, I love that tune. You have to that shit, man. got a new version of that. It's gonna be It's a badass new version, is there? Okay. I look forward to peeping that, yeah? Let me hear it. Hear it. <laughs> Ain't got a plan. Ain't There's also another tune. Oh, go on, what's that? You both send it to me. Yeah, no, do, please. <laughs> like, super, super Pimp as well. Right. I gotta show you something else with that. Yeah, do, yeah. I did a, a mashup with that. I did a mashup with that just to see how it sounds. You know what? When I wrote Super Pimp, I wanted a little Kim on it. You wanted a little Kim on it, did you? Oh. Yeah. I know. That would cost, but not that much. You probably only. I went and got an acapella. Oh. Anything from $15,000 to 30. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I went and got an from Lil' Kim. Right, okay. And, uh, and did a mashup with it. Right. Uh, I got a new beat for it and everything. And uh, it's pretty dope. And I'm sure if I could, make, if I could get that for to hear it. Yeah. yeah. Right. And right now, though, because, because it's a mashup and stuff, I'm not putting that on the web, you know? Okay. I can make you listen to it. Yeah, no, I want to hear that. If you, I want to hear that version, yeah. I want to hear that for real. Oh, yeah, I will. When, uh, when you get to hear uh, a bit on the sound system through the phone. All right. So, how many kids have you got now? Because you had two two boys when I when I first got to know you uh, over 10 years ago. It's like almost 20 years. You have three. Wow. And your children are mixed race as well, aren't they? Right. <clears throat> so we'll be playing I'll be playing both those tracks within this podcast. What's that? So my life is better. Okay. I finally I said a lot has changed, but my life is better. It is. Um I don't do as much music as I used to. Right. But, uh, my life is way, way, way better. I miss the scene, though. I miss going on stage and all this and all that. You do? Because you had the van and everything. You had the van with all the... For music. Yeah, with the writing on you. had the van with the writing yeah. on it, everything. And you had cats, man. You had so many people spitting for you on Trinity and that and doing stuff. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, well, though, um, when guys talk about thanks to the guys that paved the way, you know... Uh, I feel flattered. I know that I have I had a part to do with it. Yeah. Uh, I've been holding it down for over 25 years mm. before I decided to take a break. And there's nothing wrong with taking a break, you know? Yeah, right. Um, especially when you know you really tried everything you could. Yeah. And even went to jail for it. Yeah. Like, eventually, it's time to get your shit together, man. You know? And start looking at a plan B. Yeah, and so uh, I don't regret that at all. Yeah, no regret. Plan B turns out that it's working out for me, yeah. and I might be able to, you know, get back into Plan A one day because of it. For real, you know, music never dies in you, man. You see, you can take a guy out the hood, but you can't take the hood out of him. <laughs> the same thing with music, man. Yeah, you know, you can't take you can take me off stage, but you can't take the stage off of me. Yeah, you know, well said. That's it. The wait is over. It's over. I miss it. If somebody called me and said you want to do a show, I said sure, man. Provide transportation, food, and shelter. I'm there. You know? Yeah, that's what it's all about. Yeah. <sighs> How's things been going on your end? Uh, you know, like, it's a bit similar to what you're going through. Um, I've all sorts, really. I, I've been, I've lost 
a couple of homes and that that I was only renting. <laughs> um, loads of people have died. Uh, like both my parents are dead. <laughs> I I don't know. Oh, like I, I remember, I saw one of those articles. Yeah, I've yeah. been I've been to prison. Um, people are getting murdered. Um, people are being frauds. Uh, I got sh- shit going on with university all over again. Um, I've been in and out of recovery with addiction issues. Um, I've been doing stuff with politicians and whatnot i'm trying to sort my life out i'm like living in a place provided by a local charity and you know just trying to sort my life out really and find my feet again to like get my shit together (laughs) so i don't have any kids or anything like that and you know like i just trying to take my time and do the right thing so and make some music now and then yeah you know and do this podcast thing so and the psychology you got your degree yep how's that looking for you yeah it's it's looking all right it looks good you know like um it's uh something I'm going to be something I'm going to be concentrating on for the next five years because I'm the way I'm going about it is 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 unconventional it's not normal because I'm wanting to do it do so many different stages until I'm like and it's it's going to cost me a lot of money it's going to cost me well over 20,000 pounds to like to mm-hmm. take the direction on what I'm going in and that um, with some little bits of politics and little bits of law here and there, some of the space space stuff and that and my therapy, little bits of my therapy bunged in as well here and there. But um, but yeah, the main, but that main root of it is a sort of psychology, you know, in the arts arts and sciences and like and humanities types of type thing but uh yeah a whole lot of psychology mm-hmm. and a lot of thinking give myself time to think and that before i settle down but once i've finished it i can i'll have my i'll have my masters done my open masters and i can make my mind up on what route exactly i, I might take if i if i do a phd but it's just finding the money for that because I would have I would have spent all the money I had available. You know, I'm just thinking that a, a rapper with a psychology degree could probably school KRS One, man. That's like, I, that's <laughs> up, right? I could school KRS One. <laughs> wow, that's saying something. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> sure, that that would be that would be something, wouldn't it? Yeah, for real. Yeah, well, you definitely, you know, with that degree, you definitely have the skill to analyze shit, right? Yeah, right. And as an artist, you got the skill to rhyme. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, like uh, the potential behind that is, is whoa. Mm. For real. But you're yeah. no stranger as, to that yourself. As a friend, you know? You're no stranger to that yourself. You, you, you know, you're... You're intelligent and wise, young man. 
and yep. you're not shy of all the hardest and hurtful things in life as far as life experience goes like you broke it down yourself in your lyrics time to time yeah yeah i remember one of your one of your big tunes one of the big tunes one of the ones that you was was of your main focus when i was first getting to know you was um living in poverty that that was like living in poverty was um I just, I'm not, I don't mind you try, you try to, you, like, it was marketable to me, I was, I was, at the time, I was just getting to know you, um, yeah. that is a big tune, big tune, and, and you did all right with that, didn't you, it's got some, you had quite a bit of interest from the internet, I really appreciate you and the press kit, the press kit that you put together the at the time, the most, yeah, you know, it's not going to make anybody dance or nothing, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, um, you can build it There's a big story behind that, man. That's a really profound track. Yeah. This is for y'all that know. I the, y'all that don't know. I was, I was on the streets when I was 15 and broke. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have a home, you know. And uh, I wrote that song when I was in the streets. When I left home, I, I went to the ballpark because that's where you used to hang out. And so all my friends went home, and then I was alone at night, you know. And, so I was listening to my Walkman and Beats and shit, and I come straight from ATL. And I wrote that song. And the next day I started showing everybody what I wrote, and I felt there was something to it. Everybody around me felt there was something to it. And I felt like if I got to write a whole album, just this out, I will when it comes to being broke. And that's how I got started into wanting to put out an album and getting serious about my music. Because until then, I just liked it. So Living in Poverty, to me, is the, is the song that changed everything. It's the one that um, pro- proposed. Is that a word in English? Yeah. Proposed me to, uh, to uh, pursuing uh, a rap career. Right, yeah. Yeah. By all means necessary. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> Some EPMD language. Actually, that was KRS-1, too. Uh, KRS-1, too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. So um, along uh, along with that, I do a lot about the songs. But, uh, on my EP, I put that one out because my EP was gonna be like I was gonna use the EP to, for one, respond to the the buzz I had created on the radio when the time comes. Yeah. And two, I wanted to. My album was gonna be named When the Time Comes. Yeah. So I didn't mind putting the song on the EP because that was out, but I wasn't ready to put out the album yet, so I just made an EP that would announce the album. Right. But I had a problem with going to jail all the time, and when I was going to go on tour, I was going to see my lawyer from behind the bars. I ended up never putting out that album and getting fed up of going to jail to try to put it out. Yeah. It's ready, though, sitting here. Yeah. I would just need money to market it. Yeah. Well said. I sold 5,000 copies of that EP on the streets. For real? Like, bootlegging it and shit. Yeah. 
That's and, sick. Um, that's sick. That's just, that's sick. Though. That's really good. That's a really good. I see, that's that's a really problem. good problem. I didn't see it that way. I was. I felt like an underachiever, man. Did you? I didn't. Yeah, man. What the fuck? Like, if I did something like that like, with, like, some of the producers that I've been working with, like Gija or Anno Domini, if I actually physically, even if I just gave them away, like, say, I just handed them out for nothing. After, like after doing a show and that. Actually, I used to hustle that shit. Like if they'd be really impressed with that. Like it was weed, man. Like, they'd be really impressed <laughs> with that. That was really impressive. Five thousand. If you ever been to Montreal, there's these festivals, right? Yeah. And people come up with their rides and they run at two miles an hour and so, right? Yeah. So, um, I would drop the. I would uh, if some uh, if I would hear a song that goes with when the time comes, <laughs> like. Uh, Back then, it was a chameleon year to see me rolling. Right. And um, I would hear that shit, man. I would go to that guy and, and, you know, drop a CD in his ride. Look at this, man. I'll be back. And uh, I keep doing that for about four or five blocks down the road, and then run back and catch the first car and say, yo, you got $10, man. And I would take whatever he wanted. You know, if you got ten, five, seven, whatever, even if you got three, one dude tried to just ran off and stole it, and I was proud of him. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I ain't gonna call the cops or nothing, but you know, he he don't know that. Like, you know, yeah. he actually risk getting caught. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Is over, is over. <laughs> and yeah, so I spent uh, two summers doing that, and I sold five thousand in two summers. That's cool. And um, but it was a lot of work, man. I spent about you know uh, ten, twelve hours on the street all day, you know, uh, running after these things and right. going home. And I had uh, I owned my uh, I had my own setup for distribution so I was making my own CDs burning my own CDs printing my own CDs mastering I was doing it all so at night time I would spend hours and hours making more CDs for the next day right you know make another batch make another batch yeah and then uh, when I woke up I had to run the label yeah it was a lot of work, man. Like, yeah. You know, if you see a guy that's doing his own thing and he's selling shit on the streets, man, give him 10 bucks. Man. For real? He's really overworking. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they come through town or they come from Bristol or up north and that. And they got CDs Just and that. They got CDs. Yeah. If people like the music, give him 10 bucks, man. The guy's trying to not sell drugs. That's right. Say, you know? That's right. Say, say that. And you know, like, there's a load of DJs as well. We've got the local DJs around here and that. And the DJs who make all these compilation CDs and stuff. And then people in that. And they, they go around trying to shop shop their mixes and stuff. Well, that's how Trinity was doing our thing, man. Yeah. You guys have followed me. Like, we were doing guerrilla marketing. And we were attacking the streets, man, directly. Hmm. And, uh, yeah. 
Uh, we will take anybody on, like, you know, put your money where your mouth is if you think yourself, you know, you want to diss me, let's go. Yeah, right. We battle right away. <laughs> so it's been that way, man. We battle people for money over here because it's probably the only money you're ever going to get for rapping anyway. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> No, for real. I was like, that's how I feel about it. Like, it's so difficult over it, you know, unless you buy into a license and that and get other people to put money into like, I mean, you can make things happen with a, a few hundred pound or a few thousand pound. Do you know what I mean? To generate some money back just to make a little bit of money back. But that's all you really ever make. Do you know what I mean? And when it comes to like doing gigs and that, or busking or, or anything like that, I mean, there's it's a bit of ch- ch- changes change at the end of the day, you know. But you're right. Back then, you had to make a video to sell your album. Mm. Now, oh, you gotta make a video. Video, yeah. To I mean, sync- to your music for free. Synchronization licenses. You're, like, you're not selling albums. Yeah, I mean, your I- album became a marketing tool, just like the video did. Yeah. Just so that uh, you know, you could uh, and you could be like a, a publicity puppet for like Spotify and Napster and all of them. Yeah, right. They got platforms you know, in England. Uh, the like game that. done change, man. That's, that's why I say if you see somebody like knocking CDs on the streets, man, give him ten bucks. That's right. Yeah. He fucking need it, man. Because they fucking, they fucking artists does need it. The fucking artists needs it. The producer needs it as well. You know, like and to I, all the artists, man. You know. I, see, I get asked I these questions it. all the time, man. Yeah. If, if, you know, what is it that the guys that want to follow our footsteps and become rappers ought to do? Yo, yep. stop taking courses to become a studio engineer. Yep. Fuck. Yep. Everybody, you know, is taking beats, uh, is taking beat lessons and studio lessons, trying to be their own. We have too many technicians and not enough lawyers and accountants and all of that shit. That's right. Yeah, that's for real. Stay in school. Go back to school. Go back to school, indeed. That's yeah. what I did. <laughs> Education that's what recommended. I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for real. What's that today? You want to, yeah, man. Like Dre, they don't call them. They don't call him Doctor Dre for nothing, man. He got a PhD in music production. Yep. Can I ask you, who are your favorite hip hop artists, Vinny? Um, I have to say Ice T. Oh, for real. I have to say Ice T. That's why when everybody was going crazy over Biggie and Tupac, and I used to be like, well, I'm still down with Ice T. Like, <laughs> do you like Syndicate as well? Do you like all the Syndicate stuff? Syndicate rappers. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, for real. Everlasting. Uh, I, I I looked up to Ice T like uh, a role model, yeah. you know, to survive on the street and everything. And yeah, I, I really did, man. Um, there's a lot of stuff he said that I actually used in real life situations. And right. I'm still here to talk about it today. And I'm glad you said that. You just have to make sense of, of what he says. You know? Yeah. If if there's an yeah, I see was I see was a shit man. Yeah, no, for real. You know? 
What's the what's your favorite iced tea joint? Your favorite your favorite jam? Your favorite song? Hmm. Drama. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Four in the morning, lights in my face. That's the time, you know the place. Cuffed in the room with the two-way glass. Detective in effect, cold dog on my ass. What's your date of birth? What's your real name? I stuck with my alias, I know the game. Cause they don't know who you are and they don't know what you're doing. You're just making this hard on yourself, son. I know this shit about heart. I'm too clever. Have you ever been arrested before? Nope, never. DA reject all over his face. You see? No confession, no case. <laughs> then my boy started in and talking and telling son of a bitch, he was a snitch. Drama. Drama, yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Yo, you gotta check out that album, man. Power is a badass album. Power is a brilliant album, yeah, absolutely brilliant album. Yeah, like, all Ice-T songs are good. You know, everybody knows Ice-T because of colors and shit. Yeah. You know? Um, but uh, there's a lot of songs that are way deeper than that. For real. No, I, I love the Power album. That is one of my be- that is one of my favorites at the time. I really love that album. I love Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon is a, such a brilliant track. Yeah. But, like, when Iceberg... Oh, yeah. When Iceberg came out, I... I don't know what happened to me. I I love like I don't know what happened to me, but I sort I sort of went wrong when Iceberg came out. But you yeah, know, Power mm-hmm. is absolute classic. Yeah, it's my favorite Ice T joint, man. Uh, it was brilliant. Yeah. yeah, from the intro to the outro, man, <laughs> it, it all stuck together. It was it's an amazing album. It taught me a lot about making music and having a concept. And and I respected him so much because he got his boys off the streets with the shit that he built his own label and built, you know, the rhyme sneaking and all. And I said, man, I wish I could do that for Montreal, man. You know? Yeah. You still can. And, uh, well, that's what, I, ever since my youth, I've been working on it. That's what gave birth to ideas like Trinity records and all of that shit you know what well, I have helped out everybody I could yeah but I just knew that my my resources were limited yeah I never right, signed right. exclusives with nobody I let everybody if you want to roll with me you're okay and if you decide to turn around and fly off your own wings man I ain't gonna hate you for it man Go ahead. Yeah, right, for real. That's what yeah. I've learned as well. That's exactly the same attitude I learned. Because what you have to do is when if when you brand something, you brand what you're doing, and you, you're going to share that development with other artists, you just got to, like, nurture that niche. I mean, the niche will just grow. It will just grow and grow. It, it, it does it increment, yeah. incrementally, or it, it, it does it comprehensively. But whether either or a bit of both at times, but that's it will just keep doing it and doing it. But yeah, funds will be limited. My limitations. I can't make you a star, yeah, yeah, but I can right. help you get there. You know, I have a studio here in Montreal. I got one in Quebec City. Yeah. Uh, I know guys that are from all over the province. I've got, I've got contacts in Toronto and Vancouver. 
I could have your ass recorded probably anywhere in the country. Yeah. You know, um, so I could do that, but I can't promise to make you a star. Like, once your shit is ready to sell, it's on you. Like, I'm not going to be your, your, your manager and everybody else at the same time. You know, I, I produced it. Now, if, if I got you from point A to point B, man. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Uh, if you want that Ferrari, then you either use car. (laughs) (laughs) And that's me. (laughs) Yeah, for real. (laughs) Well, I'm honest, you know what I mean? Yep. (laughs) But uh, at least we do good music. And, you know, at Trinity Records, if you're with us, then you have the freedom to be yourself. No one's going to tell you not to say this or not to say that. You say what you want to say. Just mean it, though. Yeah. You know. For real. As long as you mean it. And we'll back you up, man. And uh, we'll make music with that. And what should I find a market for you? And once you target your market, you know where you're going. And uh, we'll throw you in the right direction. But uh, that's all we do. We do artist development. We don't make stars. We just develop artists. Yeah. That's Trinity Records. You know what? I'm just going to leave it at that. Vinny, thank you very much. <laughs>